one of my favorite people in the world, and I've never met him in person. I've only spoke to him, and he's the kindest human being that I could possibly think of. Uh, Bob Soshi, he's a New England Patriots radio play-by-play voice and one of the best at it in the business. Bob, how are you? I'm great, Ajay, but I was a bit confused there with that introduction. I was, I was expecting you to, to throw it to somebody else, but uh, it's good to be <laughs> with you. And I hope you and everyone listening is doing well, obviously. Uh, these are difficult times, but, uh, you know, everybody uh, out there, I hope you're all safe and sound. Oh, let's start there, if I may, Bob. What is the atmosphere like in New England with this whole coronavirus and kind of suspending a lot of NFL, I guess NFL spring, if you will? Yeah, well, it's it's been really a boy, and it's not just with the the news we're going to get to momentarily. And I'm going to start with the sports angle first. I'm going to I'm going to work it in order of unimportance to the important matters. You know, over the course of the last few weeks, Red Sox fans have seen Mookie Betts traded a very popular player here, part of the World Championship, and of course, uh, one of the the great icons in New England sports history, if not. Uh, the, the the person who you know would be uh, the first to go on that Mount Rushmore of Boston athletes, if you will, with Tom Brady signing with Tampa Bay, or at least announcing his decision to leave with the, uh, the Patriots, and then coming to an agreement with the Buccaneers. It, there's been you know, you know really a surreal feel around here, sports wise, and it has coincided as, as well with you know what the nation is dealing with in terms of the ramped up efforts because of the, the spread of the coronavirus, and in particular Boston as a hub of uh, medical uh, teaching hospitals and, and, and medical uh, innovation, uh, and uh, as, as a place where we've seen uh, the, the, the number of positive cases increase pretty dramatically and uh, over the last few weeks and, and, and leading to really major changes in, uh, in the way we go about our lives, like elsewhere, we've had our schools shut down now. This, this is the first full week that our schools have been shut down uh, here in, in my town outside of Boston. And uh, we've, you know, we've seen the effects start to take hold in other ways, too. And for me personally, uh, my wife is in the medical profession. She's on, a, she's on the front lines of this. So I've uh, you know, had a dual experience of, of trying to keep up with what's taking place in the two worlds, my relatively unimportant world of sports at the same time uh, as I tried to follow the latest developments uh, from uh, news sources on the coronavirus. Uh, and, and at the same time, of course, I've had a peek at you know, some of uh, her preparation and, and what, what she's experienced thus far. So it's been really a, a it's been uh, you know, a time that uh, we'll get through, I hope, and, uh, and and prosper from. But uh, you know, right now it's pretty grim. Uh, it's pretty grim stretch. Well, your wife is one of the greatest heroes right now in the, in the world, <laughs> who is dealing with what they've been dealing with for as chaotic as things are right now in this country. But from a sports perspective, Bob, New England in that area, the Boston area, has relished in championship glory since two thousand one. As you mentioned, one of the greatest icons in not only just Boston but in sports history in Tom Brady, the Boston Red Sox, Boston Celtics. Now we're, I mean, Mookie Betts is gone, Tom Brady's gone. How cautious and how worried is this Boston area rabid fan base right now that we might be back to the years before 2001? Well, you, you, you probably know, Ajay, that uh, folks in these parts are prone to overreactions when it comes to sports <laughs> <teams>. <laughs> And we have been very spoiled. Uh, in my seven seasons alone calling Patriots games, I've had the opportunity 
to call six AFC championships, four Super Bowls, and three titles. And over the course of the last 20 years, of course, the Patriots have gone on this dynastic run that is unprecedented and I think in all likelihood never duplicated in in modern sports, especially given the landscape of the NFL and the the nature of the NFL. And, And Tom Brady... In particular, has been I think you know the classic Boston story of, of a, a, a guy that uh, was probably was, was overlooked when he came out of college and probably written off by just about everybody as, as the fourth quarterback on the team in 2000, and then of course in 2001, uh, a fresh-faced kid with a backward ball cap leads the Patriots to that improbable win over the St. Louis Rams and. You know, was adopted by New England as a favorite and blossoms into the greatest quarterback of all time. We believe in these parts. And, you know, along with Bill Russell, I think when you look at the, the two greatest champions in team sports in New England history and, and arguably, I think, in, in uh, major American sports history, uh, certainly, uh, you know, Tom Brady and Bill Russell are in that conversation. Uh, it, it, it's been quite a jolt. I, fans here, you know, I, I think there's been so much speculation about Brady's future over the course of the last couple of years. And in particular, it's been a narrative that has been concurrent with and not only this season, all year long, but really going back to the end of the 2017 season, you know, when Brady uh, would be up after 17 and, and 18. You know, the nature of the contract, the terms of the contract that uh, would leave a lot of questions. How much longer is he going to play the age of Brady as, as well? Uh, how, would he, how long does he want to play? How much will he play? With Belichick's track record, will he let him go uh, when it's too, uh, too soon before it becomes too late? Uh, or, you know, will, will the Patriots do something differently with Tom than they have with other athletes, uh, other players under Belichick's tenure? And as it turns out, uh, it, the team is consistent. Belichick is consistent in his style. They couldn't come to terms last summer. Uh, looks like uh, you know what Tom's going to get from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is is, is reflective of, of the Patriots' position, where you know they're working to overextend themselves, and it's always been a, a value cost uh, determination here with Belichick whether he wants to keep a player or move on from that player. And uh, you know, but with Brady in particular, again, it's it's not entirely a surprise because we've heard so much about it and. You know, there were a lot of signs there along the way that this was a very real possibility, whether we wanted to believe it or not. And in my case, I, I tended not to believe it. But here we are. And uh, I think a lot of people are trying to get their heads around it. But there's been you know so much going on, too, that uh, it, it's it, it's been, I think, a, you know, a situation where people are, are, are trying to keep it in perspective. But it, when you know, one play does resume in the NFL and, and, and we, 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 we turn back a little more attention to the sports headlines, and then I think it may really, really set in for a lot of people. And, and as far as the Patriots are concerned, you know, there's always been that question: who's more important to the success, success of the team, Belichick or Brady? And I think it's a, a debate that you really can't win. I think each knows and has known that he needed the other, and each has been equally important to the success of this team. But uh, that's going to be a big part of the conversation uh, here locally going forward. Uh, I got to ask. You've, as you mentioned, you've been calling Patriot games and watching the greatest of all time competing on the mm-hmm. football field for the past seven years. What game, non-playoff, would you say is the greatest you've ever seen him play? Oh boy, there's so many great games that he's played, and in my seven seasons alone, and to say uh, one over any others is really, really difficult. I think there's there's a game that stands out for me in my first year. 
Actually, there's there's a couple of that first year. One, mm-hmm. I think people know uh, because of the the reaction by my broadcast partner, Scott Zolak, <laughs> which went viral for, <laughs> for reasons. <laughs> I think I know where we're going uh, with this one. Yeah, and it was it was a game against the Saints early in the season. It was the same Sunday, by the way. I think it was David Ortiz at a grand slam against the Tigers in the American League Championship Series. So it was a great day in Boston oh. sports, and uh, the Pats were unbeaten. The Saints were unbeaten. It was uh, early October. And Drew Brees had come into Foxborough. The Saints had a late lead, a narrow lead. Looked like the Patriots had squatted the last chance to come back and win it, and then they got a break because the Saints didn't run out the clock and had to give the ball back to the Pats. And uh, Brady, I think, threw an interception, and, and it looked like it was over. And then, remarkably, the Patriots got the ball back with one last chance. And he had people like uh, Austin Colley, Michael Ho'omanawanui, uh playing tight end at that point, uh, there was Ken Bell Tompkins, who was an undrafted free agent as a wide receiver, and basically with no timeouts and 70 yards to go and how much time was left on the clock, Brady led the Patriots uh, to a game-winning cha- uh, uh, touch, touchdown on a throw to Ken Bell Tompkins, which led my partner to start screaming, show ponies, you know, where's the beef? And where's the beef, exactly. So that, that's one that stands out. Uh, but I think the, the game that I would point to was a little bit later in the season. It was against the Denver Broncos. It was a Sunday night game. And the Patriots in the first half turned it over several times, and the Broncos built a 24 nothing lead on a windy, frigid night. It was, it was really an unforgiving night uh, for the quarterbacks, especially. And it was uh, the Broncos with Peyton Manning, uh, and also that remarkable start with that storied offense. They wound up breaking all of the Patriots' 2007 records, basically. That year, they had this 24 nothing lead, but then Brady leads the Patriots back in the second half, and the Pats actually take the lead and then relinquish it, and then get the game tied, and goes into overtime. And uh, on a punt in the wind, uh, Wes Welker, and it was after Bill Belichick on the coin toss, decided to punt it away, uh, kick it off to Denver. The Patriots took the win because of the conditions, and, and, and Welker uh, couldn't feel the punt. They wanted hitting one of his teammates. The Patriots recovered, and they wanted right. kicking uh, a field goal to win it. Uh, to think about the game and the circumstances, frigid, windy, unforgiving, down 24 nothing to this high-octane offense from Denver. And Brady comes back and leads the Patriots again with a, with a cast offensively that wasn't rich in talent in a lot of ways. Uh, so from that first year of 2013 for me, those, the, those are two regular season games. It certainly stand out. I still remember when in that Saints game when Brady threw deep to Edelman and Edelman had turned the wrong way if I remember right and it was picked off and I remember Scott Zolak saying immediately after that's probably your ball game. I think he said that a few times in a few different games but that one I was like gosh dang if he's saying it now it's got to be over and uh, just yeah, oh that was in clutch. Yeah, the Saints game, it, it, it was like three last chances to win it. And one of the great things about that particular game was that he, Brady was mic'd up. And NFL Films did a terrific job of, of chronicling that win, that comeback, particularly with the cast of players that surrounded him in the huddle. And it's, it's you know, a, a testament to what he did for so long for this team, lifting players that were... Uh, you know, in the eyes of a lot of people around the league, pedestrian, or at least certainly not stars, and, and like all great athletes, all great uh, winners, uh, making them better. And, you know, as the quarterback of the Patriots, you think about the success that he had, all the Super Bowls, all the championship games. You know, I think about a game in the AFC Championship that he lost a few couple of years ago, in which he really didn't play particularly well for much of the day because he was constantly being beaten. It was against the Broncos in, at the end of the 2015 mm. season. And the Patriots, an offensive line that was 
was injured all season long and, and really beat up. And the Broncos had Vaughn Miller, and, and they were uh, you know able to tee off on the quarterback. And the Pats were down, and Brady somehow you know managed to get that team back in the game, and within a two point conversion of tying it in the final twelve seconds. And, and as much as the wins. You know, that, that kind of effort, that kind of game where he was always in it until the end, uh, that's one of the things that stands out to me. There's never been a better competitor in the NFL, I'm, I'm sure, than Tom Brady. Uh, just the way you, know, you can look at Michael Jordan in, in the NBA and the, the compete level of the legendary practices, that's the same with Brady in his career as a Patriot. Bob Soshi, the radio play-by-play voice of the New England Patriots, joins us here on the Full Court Press. Bob, what is your first or I guess your most memorable interaction with Tom Brady off the field? Uh, you know, I, I shared this earlier today a little bit uh, with uh, Richard Deitch on theathletic.com. Oh, yeah. he, he contacted a number of uh, New England media to ask us to give advice to uh, our counterparts in Campus St. Pete. Hmm. And one of the things, and I, and, I, and I felt reassured afterwards because I thought it was a consistent theme throughout with a, with a lot of my colleagues here. One of the things that's always stood out to me about Brady, given the transcendent life that he leads, of course, people know him as a football star, but there is also a large percentage of our you know, population that knows him as Giselle uh, Bunchen's husband and uh, know him from the commercial endorsements and, and, and know him because of the looks and, and things that you know, are related to his, his, his football career, but not necessarily, you know, have to do with his everyday duties as a football player. And, you know, one of the things that, that has stood out to me in the seven years that I've been around with limited contact, I, I know Tom, I don't know him well, he knows me. Uh, we've done some things together uh, with annual Q&As uh, at the stadium or, you know, uh, being around the, the locker room and, and uh, the team as I have, you get to know somebody a little bit, but he's always been the kind of guy who in passing would see someone, whether it was the radio broadcast or someone on the media relations staff or, and just somebody working around the stadium in any capacity. And he's the kind of guy who looks you in the eye and, and says, you know, hi and knows your name and makes you feel like, you know what, you're important to him. And I think it's, it's quality that uh, leaders exhibit people with charisma and, that's one of the things that I, I think about with him and his teammates. You never hear a, a current or former Patriots teammate say really any disparaging words about Brady. And they often talk about him as a person being better than him as a player. And, and, and I can understand that just from those very small interactions. It may not seem like a lot to people listening, but I can assure you, in fact, you know, we probably all, all could recite any number of people in our lives who, you know, are, are, uh, it, in, you know, maybe uh, more accomplished or even less accomplished than we are, and, and you know, don't take that time to say hello and acknowledge us. And, and in the case of Tom Brady, it, it probably as grounded as anybody could be, given his fame and the celebrity and a lot of the people that he's usually associating with outside of football. You know, he, he's still the kind of guy that uh, took time to recognize the, the and I don't mean this in a, in a belittling way, you know, the little people. Uh, who were around him. He, he, he seemed to take a genuine interest in that. I got to ask, where does the New England Patriots go from here? That is a <laughs> that is the million dollar question. You asked me earlier about the the reaction of the fans and and uh, whether they're uh, optimistic, pessimistic, or just where the, their minds are at, uh, where our minds are at these days as we look ahead to the the future. It looks like right now that you know they have 
a quarterback who has promise in Jarrett Stidham, and you hear a lot of behind-the-scenes reviews from teammates and other people around the organization that he really made a lot of progress last year during the regular season. I thought he certainly played well in the preseason, all things considered. And he's someone who came out of Auburn, I think, with a pretty big upside in the eyes of a lot of draft evaluators after a disappointing senior year at Auburn. And had he you know, played as well as he did as a junior, might have been a first or second round pick. So they've got somebody, I think, who entering his second year is a quarterback they like a lot. And they have Cody Kessler behind him. There's been a lot of names that have floated around they might be interested in, whether through free agency or trade, talking about veterans, some journeymen, some uh, quarterbacks who might have just lost the starting job for the first time. You've heard Peter King mention Andy Dalton's name in the past, and you know he's he's a guy that's often talked about here these days. And it's really an unknown. They're losing a lot of people these days. They've lost Kyle Van Noy and Jamie Collins, along with others defensively. Uh, they have uh, made a trade with the Lions to send Gerard Harmon, who's played a lot of snaps in the secondary the last seven years. Uh, with Brian Flores in Miami, Matt Patricia in Detroit, Vrabel in Tennessee, and uh, you know Joe Judge, Joe Judge now in New York, all former Patriots or former Patriots assistants. You know, a lot of players were landing <laughs> in those locales, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what this team does. But with Belichick, I, you know, you never want to count the Patriots out. The division certainly... I think it's going to be a lot more strenuous looking ahead. For the Bills, it's all a matter of whether Josh Allen can develop uh, with Diggs now and their defense. Uh, they're getting they're getting a lot better allowed, and it's going to be up to him. And with the Dolphins, I think the way they finished last year and, and a lot of the things they've done this offseason, it really bodes well for Miami. So the Patriots are going to have the work cut out for them, that's for sure. I have a selfish, selfish question to ask you. I stalk you on Twitter like crazy, sure. and I see all your jogs and your runs and all the great sites you go to. I'm actually hoping with a friend to be in Boston this summer. What were some of the places you would suggest to go see? In Boston, I think there's so many. You know, Boston's a great, Boston is a, a, a great sightseeing city because it's a small city, and it's, it's a place where you can literally walk from one side of the city, the waterfront, uh, the North End, which is a you know, great eating area, or the Freedom Trail, which, of course, uh, includes some of our most historic sites here locally, uh, across town and through the common, and uh, you know, eventually work your way to uh, some of the uh, the high rent shopping districts uh, on Newbury Street and the Back Bay of Boston. Great restaurants, you know, so much to see. Uh, in, in really a, a pretty small geographical place, but I, I think you start with the history here. You, you start with uh, Faneuil Hall. You start with um, you know the, the the Freedom Trail itself, and, and all, get all the designations there. Spend some time in the Common, and uh, you know enjoy some of uh, you know the great food uh, in in Boston. Uh, I had an opportunity to, to not too long ago speak to a group of college students who were up from the University of Mississippi, and they were here on probably our coldest day of this of this winter. And uh, they were visiting. They were they were doing some research for a, a sports conference, and uh, they were having a blast. So uh, they seem to enjoy it. And I and I think uh, you know anybody that comes to Boston uh, will as well. There's there's you know so much to so much to do, so much to see. Go whale watching, uh, hippie aquarium, uh, you know great great museums, great colleges, uh, and uh, you know it's a place that I love. You know I. Uh... 
because as a diehard Patriots fan who lives in Utah, you don't find any Patriots stuff here. So I have to do all my shopping on Amazon. I can't wait to go to Boston and find real good stuff of Patriots stuff everywhere I go. I'm looking forward to that. Well, you're gonna gonna uh, find uh, you know uh, a Darth of uh, number twelve jerseys, perhaps here. It's gonna kind of, <laughs> be really strange. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. There might be a lot more number four jerseys available next year, Ajay. <laughs> hey Bob, thank you so much for your time. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. Uh, I took more than I requested of, and you were so kind with it. Thank you, thank you so much. Hey, you you're welcome. And again, I wish everybody out there the best. And you guys have gone through a lot of late, and uh, you know whether it's the coronavirus or you know, other challenges in in, in Utah. So you know, thinking about everybody out there, and appreciate the chance to talk with you. Hey, give your uh, give your thanks, or give me give our thanks to your wife for uh, doing what she does as well. And a lot of a lot of people out there, uh, from grocery store workers to truck drivers to you know, waste management collectors, first responders, people in the medical field, doing their part. Bob, God bless. Good luck to you. Thanks, Sasha. All right, take care.